When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from TalkSport. TalkSport. Hello and welcome to another edition of our World Cup podcast back home with me, Paul Hawksby. And me, Andy Jacobson. Today we look back on the weekend's victories for Argentina and the Netherlands. We'll chat to a French football expert about their Mbappe-inspired win over Poland. And of course, we'll give a mention in passing to England's safe passage into the quarterfinals. Indeed. Plus, Ian the Moose Abrahams joins us to discuss the ongoing domestic season and his move into walking football. And we'll reveal which member of Gareth Southgate's squad has an uncanny feline lookalike. It really is spectacular. Well, <laughs> oh, we I've jo- seen that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we join you fresh from England's 3 0 victory over Senegal. Yes, not bad. And comfortable in the end, but you wouldn't have felt that after the first half hour. We were a bit sloppy in possession and slow in the build up, but. Jude Bellingham really just drove them on, having a midfield player like that. that, mm. that I mean, g- good play around all the goals, really. But um, I think Bellingham just seemed to get us going, didn't he? It's it's the same pattern all the time. It's the same pattern with all the teams, actually, Brazil and France. Once the goal goes in, everything becomes much easier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at one point, Steve Holland was watching his iPad. I thought, I don't blame you, mate. It's really terrible. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I, also they had a lovely shot of El Haz Juf. Do you see him on the bench? Yes. That watch, it couldn't be flashier if you tried. Even Simon <laughs> Jordan would have turned that one down. <laughs> it's a bit bling for me, Simon would have said. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. There was, I mean, look, no booking so far in the whole tour. We're going to end up winning the fair, yeah. if nothing else, we'll win the fair play award, won't we? Yeah, and surprising that we did get no bookings because Senegal spent the first half just basically asking the ref to book England players. Yeah, <laughs> it was irritating, wasn't it? Although I thought Walker was the one that was uh, on 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 Ismail Assar, wasn't he? When he kind of dragged him down. I mean, looking at Mbappe, we're going to talk to um, our French football expert Eric Bilderman from L'Equipe mm. a little bit later on. But looking at Mbappe, um, a couple of times he got done, didn't he? Walker, look, he's the quickest we've got, but. In a foot race for a guy who's yeah. not 100% fit yet, that's going to be tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be tough anyway, whoever you put on him, really, yeah. let's be honest. Uh, I noticed that Max had the same idea as me. I, I'd love to see him against the flying postman, John Williams, in a 100 metres Yeah, the race. old Cov player. Remember the, yeah, the, <laughs> so the, quick. the game's fastest player, Easy, wasn't incredible. he? Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, to, 
I just want to say that uh, yeah. Rob Harris won tonight's reporters desperate to tweet the goal competition, right. followed by Miguel Delaney, Moose and Nizza Kinsella. And yeah. uh, Matt Law was a full three minutes behind. I don't know what went wrong there. Yeah, that's right. Maybe in delay over there. I got the full um, in-stadium Qatar experience tonight to enjoy the game. My youngest son came around to watch it with me. He was driving. I was about to do the podcast. So we had, we had a, a no-alcohol lager. So, oh, so I'm now, I'm now fueled by alcohol-free lager. <laughs> I thought you were like they are in the stadiums. <laughs> I thought you were going to say came around on a camel. No, he didn't come around on a camel. <laughs> Which um, I'm actually wearing currently uh, a 24-year-old T-shirt. I'll show it to you guys. Look at that. Oh, look it features Sid James holding aloft the World Cup. Uh, and it says 1966. It's Sid James in the Bobby Moore pose, sitting on the shoulders of the the England players. Wow. And I bought it just before the 1998 World Cup, and it gets worn maybe about twice every four years. So you better wear it on Friday. I think I hope you've got another one. Vintage. <laughs> well, I, well, I can wash it. Of course, it'll be back. No, no you wear two. We're we'll going to need back, extra. Be back life. on Saturday, uh, uh, definitely. Pugas, of course, he was he was moaning quite a lot at half time, and uh, I think yeah. oh yes, I think he was because you're going on about England's defence, even though we were tuning it up. You think. <laughs> I think he was disappointed we won. He was hoping to get back for Sale Sharks versus Harlequins next weekend. But what can you do with through? Yes, you've, uh, you're, I mean, you've got the <laughs> listeners doing this. One of the listeners listened to a uh, piece that, that Mark Pugach did to camera, talking about his experiences uh, at this World Cup and what he's made of it all. And it was a lovely piece, actually, saying that it'd been a good World Cup. But uh, Daniel Gunner said, Paul, look at this. Poogs is basically saying here that the tournament has got a feel of a rugby World Cup. <laughs> I thought this sounds like gold, so I watched it. He said nothing of the sort. Nothing of the sort. It's actually so quite an interesting piece. You, you've got people believing <laughs> in it, Andy, even when there's, when there's nothing there. He doesn't like rugby more than football. He's conflicted. I don't blame him. I understand why he's conflicted as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, what was I saying? Where are we? Oh, yeah, talking of Simon Jordan. Have you seen Darren Farley's in Impersonation of him. Is it good? It's a bit Frank Spencer. I don't think he'd be very impressed, <laughs> yeah, Simon. Frank, I've never seen that connection. <laughs> I haven't either. I'd love to hear Simon saying, I've done a whoopsie in my beret. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> although Frank Spencer then did a whoopsie in his own beret. That's a bit filth, isn't it? That really? would be very cat, nice, really. It was the cat, not, not Frank himself. It's a bit. In this bit game weird. tonight, you know, when they, they had their best chance, it was a good save by Pickford. Yeah. Of all the handballs given in the World Cup, how is that not given as handball? I know. Blackbird stuck his arm out like yeah. that. It's like he's trying to hail a cab, wasn't it? I, I couldn't believe it. It was ridiculous. I mean, I've Do got a mean... note here that says virtually every penalty given for handball is an ellery. Yes. I think he's wrecked football, that bloke, really, honestly. Yeah. It just wasn't worth it. The one in the, it didn't matter because France were through, but that wasn't worth a penalty. I mean, it's ridiculous. Should we go That's... through the games? Let's go back to Netherlands yeah. versus USA. And oh, right. yeah, uh, you've often up. said how frustrated you get with Pulisic. Oh, yeah. And uh, that chance in the first two minutes, if he scores that one-on-one -on -one with a keeper, Holland can't play in the way they want to play. It's a completely different match. And just watching him during the game, just that final ball misplaced, that shot not quite strong enough or not quite on target enough or straight at the keeper. He's almost a really, really great player, but not quite, is he? No, I think that's exactly sums him up. I mean, he's still only about 22, 23, but it's just something about him that's so annoying. Yeah. And uh, 
Well, you can say that about Edouard Mendy. Honestly, is there a keeper that's worse with his feet than that bloke? <laughs> I hope Kepper's fit by the time he gets back. Yeah. And uh, Memphis is underrated. And whereas he scored 43 goals for Holland. That's a lot. Yeah, he played very well yesterday, didn't he? Certainly in the first half. Uh, Denzel Dumfries um, was, was sensational as well. I know he's been linked to Spurs. I'm sure there'll be a lot of clubs after him. Mm. But, well, looking at a right wing back, put those sorts of deliveries in after the stuff I normally have to watch every week. Uh, I'd love Tottenham to sign him. He is yeah, named good. after Denzel Washington. Uh, he confirmed his uh, his mum was a big fan of the actor. And so uh, he is named after him. Uh, there was a moment in it, though, where he had such a good game, Dumfries. I mean, he was man of the match. He was absolutely brilliant. And Martin Keown, who was on co-commentary, said, uh, I Dumfries should definitely do the lottery tonight. And I was thinking... He wasn't lucky, but brilliantly. <laughs> also, I'm thinking... Perhaps he sensed he's on his way to Spurs and he already hates him. Yeah, he probably does. Yeah, and you can't play the Dutch lottery unless Denzel's got a VPN, of course, and can oh, yes. bypass it. That's How could true. he play the Dutch lottery? That's I mean, I don't want to be point. a pedant, Martin, but you hadn't really thought that comment through, would you, on so many <laughs> levels? Uh, Argentina, Australia, we should have a quick word on that, maybe. Yes, I just want to mention, though, that mm -hmm. um, at the uh, Argentina game, no, no, it was at the Brazil game the day before. Yeah, yeah. Nuzret uh, Salt Bay was Infantino's special guest. Was he really? In his box, I promise you, sitting next to Ronaldo and Roberto Carlos. For a bloke, honestly, you've got to hand it to the fella. If you go and look at his Instagram, he was like a butcher in Turkey. He was like a strange thing. He's on with a white coat with all blood all yeah. over it. Worked in Jewess in Istanbul, didn't Basically, he? Basically, he did. Hello, Mrs. The, Smith. I've got your uh, got your leg of lamb ready. It was that that was his that was his gig, wasn't it? It was white trilby. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he had a trilby, but he, he's he's really at the top table. You've got to hand it to. Him. Yeah, what a what a chancer! But congratulations, yeah. Yeah, uh, Argentina. The Australians are greater than the sum of their parts. They were sensational, weren't they? they took yeah, it to the wire. They really a gave it a go. Of late chances, oh. considering the sort of players, and I'm going to miss. Graham Arnold, uh, adding to my Australian impressions that I only do a bit like you when I say the name of the person. So, yeah, Eddie Jones. Yeah, Eddie Jones. And you go, yeah, Graham Arnold. It's just, you have to be quite angry. Even if, I mean, he strikes you as one of those men who speaks like that all the time. Like when he met his missus and he's like, will you marry me? It's just, just somebody is, is uh, it's very, very aggressive in everything he says. But he's done a brilliant job with that team. Uh, well done to him. For Everybody us, noticed yeah. the Argentinian fans, of course. The people have made comments on it, and uh, we, we saw it for ourselves in Russia and in Brazil. And uh, it's very interesting the way I asked my one of my friends in Argentina, because a lot of people said to me, how can they afford to be there? Yeah. And she said to me, a lot of them were working there, younger people, they get jobs there. Right. A lot of them are in big debt, and some of them have arrived by bike. They've actually cycled. Oh, bike. They've cycled. Yeah. It, they're wow. just, you know, absolutely determined. But that's how they, they do it. So it is it's amazing. incredible, really. Yeah. They, they did that thing. I counted because I, I went back and timed it because I've heard this at Boca. When Australia scored, mm. most home crowds or most big crowds would just be a bit deflated for a while. Yeah. It was 20 seconds before they started up again. Yeah. And the drummers kept going right the way through. They didn't even stop. I know you've mentioned they, that before. And I noticed that in all the Argentina games, there's been a goal against them. They are just, yeah, they just, they, they have a little moment to regroup and then they go again, don't they? That now, drummer, um, the drummer, yeah. I just want to talk about the drums because basically three hours, they don't stop. Mm. Can you imagine getting a ticket right in front of them? That wouldn't be great, would it? Yeah. <laughs> Worth my <laughs> 
we should talk about France, Poland. We're going to yeah. look at the French uh, performance with Eric Bilderman shortly and what it means for the England game. A couple of things. Um, I was, I was, Matty Cash, I found myself kind of getting distracted because everything they said about him in the game, I thought was a TV format. At one yeah. point, a commentator said, uh, cash in the channel. And I thought that would be like, like a ferry management, a makeover show uh, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a ferry. Uh, cash on the outside. I thought that's kind of rehabilitating ex-offenders. That's and I good. just keep thinking, there's all these TV formats that are spin-offs of cash in the attic. I had him on free kick duty, cash on delivery. Yeah, that was, I never said that, sadly. Camille uh, Glick, a fine player, been playing for many years for mm. Poland, but has got the real look of a Sunday morning player. Yeah. He seems to have a bit of a derby on him. Someone who looks <laughs> like he just, he won't go down, the t- go and have a fag at half time and chat to one of his mates, won't actually go into the dressing room. And how did Jules Kunde get on the pitch in a gold chain? That was he, is he the local no, mayor no or something? How did no one notice that? That was fairly <laughs> mad. I've got a note here. I've seen Kaminsky. I'm not sure I like his method. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's yeah, here we are. One for the Netflix. Referee there. Valenzuela from Venezuela. I did think it was a bit like Darren England from England, but not quite. <laughs> it was. But, uh, uh, yes. And there is yeah, a Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was Mbappe in that game. Oh, yeah. We're going, well, we're, we'll, yeah, Eric will tell us more about that. There is a cat that looks like Phil Foden. I mean, normally you get these witless things during the mm. tournament. Somebody's found Kieran Trippier in a piece of toast or something. But this cat really does. Have you seen the picture of the cat? I have. He does really look, looks like he uh, does Phil look like Foden. Phil Foden. He does. Phil Foden's mouth. It's got the same hairline. It's uh, it's uncanny. Well done to anybody who found that. Go and check it out on social media. Um, Jack Grealish uh, is is uh, is claiming that the conversation he had for Talk Sport when he said. Uh, at the weekend, we were the best thing since sliced veg. He's now claiming he didn't say sliced veg. He said sliced bread. He said, I ain't the brightest spark in the world, but I know the difference between sliced bread and sliced veg. I think someone tapped the video. Uh, Hendo asked about the clip, and I said, uh, geez, I actually said sliced bread. Well, look, I'm sure you've heard it. It's been everywhere. But let's play it to you now. Listen to this. Yeah, the other day against Iran, you know, we were the we were the best thing since sliced veg you know scoring six goals which sounds like veg to me doesn't it's it you, Andy? veg it's veg it's definitely saying veg <laughs> come on jack you just take take it on board i know you've been getting clogged for it but you should take it on board definitely and uh what's what i got here oh yeah i've got um hold on who's this Pardon? What's that? I don't know. I can't read your writing, Andy. I'm about I'm trying, 20 miles away. I'm trying to read my own writing. I can't even read it. No, it doesn't matter. It's fine. We'll uh, move Camilla on. the Psychic Camel um, yeah. went for the England victory. So uh, well done to Camilla the Psychic Camel. We called it right again. Um, Harry Mayne, the Sun mascot, uh, is still wandering around Qatar. I feel Pity. sorry for the bloke who's in the suit, the guy who works for the Sun, who's in the suit, because he must go back to this kind of um, container somewhere on the, the outskirts of Qatar, yeah. <laughs> and he's and he's walking around in this. Thing. He's probably only got one. Imagine what it smells like. It's oh, going to go home on its own, isn't it? It's going to walk onto the plane itself with this fetid old, big, thick, woolen, hairy outfit that he's had to wear in the full heat for days, days on end. So that can't be. But easy. the sun of really, honestly, the way they sort of get hold of the 
something like the one and only. Oh, yes, yeah. yesterday, Tyson Fury, an England super mascot. England super mascot. How's he suddenly that? Chesney Hawks, yeah, belted out a rousing jerk of the one and only yesterday, the hard hitting wonder and the one hit wonder. Nice, sang together in the Suns newsroom. Of course, they did in yeah. a major boost for Gareth's team. It's not a boost at all, they wouldn't know about it and couldn't care less. <laughs> Well, the other thing, the thing they've been doing today, I don't know if you've seen it, is that they say England's lucky charm, Chesney Hawks, is in a race uh, to get to the World Cup round of 16 match uh, against Senegal today. He had but 19 hours, they said. He only only had 19 hours to get to Qatar from Butlins in Skegness, where he was playing last night. So they're painting him like some sort of... walk there in that time. Like some Poundland Phil Collins at Live Aid. He only had 19 hours. He's got, to, will he make it? Well, he almost certainly will, yeah. He's got carried away himself. He said this yesterday. It was great. He said, the boys need me, he said. <laughs> they don't. Look, they really don't. If you're him, he's, you're playing it up, aren't you? I, I can't believe that um, Yuri Geller's not been more involved. He's going to start talking about making the ball move. He's inside Harry Mayne. Yeah, imagine if he is. Fresh from old Jaffa. There we are. So, um so we're going to find out more about France and their performance against Poland because we now know, of course, that uh, England will play France on uh, Saturday afternoon. Mbappe's almost certainly got to be injured. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, and England have got to play. Uh, everybody's got to be nine, ten, nine out of ten, really. Yeah. I mean, look, there. Well, look, it's going to be interesting to see what. Well, look, we know what Eric said. We'll be completely honest with you. He was mm. doing French television this evening, so couldn't join us after the England match. So we chatted him fresh from uh, the France-Poland game. And we did ask him a question about England and Senegal, which you will hear. But uh, we started our conversation with uh, Lekeep's Eric Bilderman by asking what he made of the French performance against Poland. The performance is exactly what we were guessing. Uh, quite a, a tough game in the early stage of it because we were expecting Poland to defend well. Uh, we were a bit disappointed when uh, in the last 20 minutes of the first half, we conceded some, uh, some chances. But the second half uh, was uh, quite uh, powerful. Um, suddenly, uh, Mbappe uh, came out of his box. Giroud uh, made the job and it was quite an easy second half. And uh, the result is what we were really expecting. Mbappe is such a, it goes without saying, he's such a special player, isn't he? He's having a brilliant World Cup and he's showing everybody how brilliant he is. Yeah, you know, uh, Mbappe at the moment is the, uh, the, the leader of the goal score in the, in the World Cup. Uh, the two goals that he scored, uh, he made it by himself. Uh, it's two positions where you were not expecting him to be able first to go on the first spot. Then on the second, uh, he went on the second spot. Uh, it's uh, it, what I was thinking, looking at it, and I was just guessing maybe uh, when you look at Mbappe, when you look at Neymar, Messi, and Ronaldo, maybe in the build-up of this World Cup, the four best players in the world might be in the semi-final because the draw uh, authorized uh, Brazil and Argentina in one, and the other one, if we beat England or uh, maybe uh, Senegal. We might be uh, also having a semi-final with Portugal and France. And Mbappe uh, is the one of the four jewels of the World Cup. 
Yeah, rather worryingly for the, for the teams still left in the tournament, uh, Eric. France look like a team that haven't completely clicked yet. They are playing very well and individual players are playing very well, but there is a sense that they can get better as a team. Yeah, you're deeply right. Uh, we have some weakness in the right side of the team. Uh, Kunde, uh, after Pavard, is uh, one of the weakest link that we might have in the in the squad. We also can consider that Dembele, compared to Mbappe, is not really achieving. And uh, we saw in the first half Poland really pushing hard on our weak side. Uh, when you look at the other side, you have Teo Hernandez, who defends well, who counterattack well, who is strong physically, and is not shy at all. And he plays and have a good, great, and a good combination with uh, Mbappe on the on the left side of the team. So uh, one weak link is there. Also, we can have some suspicion sometimes under pressure with uh, Upamecano and Varane. Varane is not at the peak, and Upamecano can sometimes be a bit versatile. France haven't kept a clean sheet. The penalty was a bit unfortunate at the end. They showed a bit of vulnerability, but when you've got Mbappe, who cares? He's still good. Yeah, we, we, we can say it so when we do play Poland, when we do play Australia, but maybe when uh, we'll go to play Spain or maybe England or, uh, or Portugal later on, uh, these teams can also sometimes defend well and can maybe uh, not concede uh, more than one goal. And we know that compared to 1998, where we did play a bit the same football, uh, being a bit patient, try to be consistent defensively, to use the space to counter-attack. We know that uh, uh, the defense this time at the midfield, we don't have N'Golo Kante. We don't have uh, Paul Pogba at his peak. We know that maybe we are going to be a bit struggling more when we will go to the later stage of this tournament. And are they exceeding everybody's expectations uh, back in France, Eric? I, I kind of sense that they are because we weren't really talking about France that much. We all knew about Mbappe, but they seem to be doing better than, than everybody expected. Uh, I wouldn't say it's so. I think uh, we are uh, where we were expected to be. Uh, our aim is really to get to the final four. We feel that uh, this team is not maybe good enough to win again the World Cup with uh, the lack of consistency in the defense and the midfield. Even if we are stronger up front, uh, we do believe, and I do believe, that Didier Deschamps likes to have a balanced team and a more defensive build-up than just going uh, on, a, on an offensive uh, balance of the team. So maybe we are a bit struggling on this, but uh, to, to, to finish first of the group, to beat Poland, that's the normal job. Nothing, nothing special. Then, uh, from the quarterfinal, of course, this is uh, the real World Cup, which is just about to begin. You say nothing special, but it was England. We'd all be going, it's coming home. <laughs> we'd assume we're going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> I know Good. the song by heart. <laughs> yes, course. of course. We should have a word for Olivier Giroud, um, yeah, not just yeah. for breaking Thierry Henry's yeah. record, but mm. for his role in the, the second goal, the decisive goal, really. They're taking it out the air brilliantly. The great decoy run opened everything up. It's for, a great player. Um, I mean, he's playing so well, isn't he? And Andy saw a lot of him at Chelsea. He is 
as people have been saying, really underrated player. Yeah. It really seems to shine when he plays for France. Yeah, but you know, uh, uh, Olivier Giroud is uh, the the most loved French player from the French public. Uh, we do consider Mbappe our our jewel, but we do love Olivier. Olivier is about resilience. It's about overcoming to all situation. He was dropped from the World Cup, from the European Champion Cup, sorry, a year ago by Didier Deschamps. We thought that Benzema would have killed his chance to be back in the French team. He went back with Benzema, and then, uh, as you know, Benzema got injured, and suddenly you say the French team, the French team is not is not weaker without Benzema. Is the same team that in '98. But in the meantime, Mbappe has understood that he can really trust and play with Giroud. He was not in the same mood four years ago. He was not in the same mood when Benzema came uh, to the French camp. Uh, he was just thinking, uh, I want to play with Benzema because we are two, I would say, clever and, and, and skillful players. But now he can play with, uh, it, it did discover that in the friendly before the World Cup, that he can play with a, a pivotal player like Giroud and a clever player like Giroud and a player who is not selfish. He gives the ball when he has to give the ball. And one final question, Eric. Um, we'll know who France's opponents are in the next few hours. Who do yeah. you think Didier Deschamps and the players would prefer to play in the quarterfinal? Oh, I, I'm gonna to be very fair. We do prefer to play Senegal by far. I don't want to be negative about Senegal, but we do feel we can more easily understand the way Senegal can play the, the the physical power of Senegal, and maybe the fact that Senegal goes to the quarterfinal that might be a quite heavy challenge, an ultimate challenge for them. England, uh, you, you are a bit unpredictable. Up front, uh, you have great players. We don't sometimes see them working well and, and, and doing the show that you could do because when we look at the names and the individual talent, we expect you to be more creative, more offensive, more to give more flavor. But in the meantime, we, we are a bit suspicious if we do play uh, England, uh, that uh, can be a, a kind of a tricky game for us. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from TalkSport. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Jacob's Daily World Cup podcast from TalkSport. TalkSport. Now, someone who's not just been watching the World Cup unfold, but has been uh, keeping the home fires burning as well. Someone who's been getting the domestic games reporting for TalkSport was at a match uh, today between Wickham and Portsmouth. It is, of course, our intrepid reporter, Ian the Moose Abrahams. Good, oh, good evening, Moose. Good evening, boys. How are you? It's great to see you. Lovely yeah, it's to great to see, see you, you too. Yes. It's look, because people are forgetting this. They're watching the World Cup and they're forgetting that they're a domestic game. We even had a championship game yesterday, didn't we? So, I mean, you know, football's been continuing and crowds have been pretty good, haven't they? I think people have wanted to take in a game. Absolutely. Crowds have been great. I mean, I've done games in the FA Cup, in the EFL, League One, League Two, and Women's Super League. And, and yeah, the crowds have been amazing because I think people still want to get out and watch a game. But whereas, for example, normally they go and watch Spurs or Chelsea, can't watch Spurs or Chelsea right now. So they're going to watch their local team or, or teams that are nearby. So I think they've, they've really made up for it. And um, I think some of the action we've had has been spectacular. Yeah. Presumably you've managed to see quite a bit of the World Cup as well, though. What have you made of it? Yeah, I mean, there have been more goalless draws than, than I thought there would be. Um, but I, th- I think, actually, I've, I've really enjoyed it so far, the football on the pitch. I mean, you know, I think we've seen the load of shocks. Uh, I think that's shown, basically, that the, the gap between the established really big teams from Western Europe compared to those around the world has is, is, is closed, mainly because a lot of the really good players from teams that are around the world, like, for example, Japan, who caused a couple of shocks and... and the African nations we've seen, such as Senegal, who England, of course, are now beaten. Their players do play in top leagues around Western Europe. So actually, mm. it shouldn't be that much of a surprise. I mean, everyone seemed really surprised that the USA did really well. Well, why is that? All their players play in, in top leagues, either Serie A, Bundesliga, or as you saw with the likes of Tyler Adams and Josh Sargent over here in, in either the Premier League or the Championship. Now, um, you may not know this if you haven't been listening to the podcast, but I've been compiling a list. I follow a lot of uh, football journalists online on Twitter, and I've got a competition going to see who can tweet the goal quickest. And you're right up there. Unfortunately, you didn't win tonight. Rob Harris won tonight. Uh, and uh, but the thing is, you're different to everybody else because you you don't just give the score. You give yourself you give a picture of yourself with the person who scored. I don't know how you do it. We were discussing it before, weren't we, Paul? Yeah. Have you got a system? What is your system? We wonder what the system is to find that picture so quickly. Also, birthdays, Moose. You know, you often say my great friend, whoever it is, you know, Neymar. And then within seconds, you've got the picture. You've got a kind of a very elaborate indexing system on a date by date basis of all the footballers born on those days. I'm going to really disappoint you guys here because I haven't got a system at all. I mean, I've got 98,000 photos on my phone. Um, But for example, let's say Jack Grealish has scored tonight. I, I, before the game, Give me away a few secrets here. I'll, I'll download pictures of me with all the England players. So if I need a picture of me and Jack Grealish, I know that, for example, in December 2019, I saw Chelsea against Villa. And I, I met Jack Grealish. I know also in September 2019, I did Norwich Villa and I met Jack Grealish. So I got two pictures. So if he scored twice, I don't have to use the same picture. Harry Kane I've met on, on many occasions. Um, the coast. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, brilliant. And 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 I I I I take your point about being quick. And at the beginning of the tournament, actually, I, I was too busy trying to put captions on and and make it all look a little bit quirky. And I found that I was tweeting the goal almost. 45 seconds to a minute after it had gone in so now what i do is i just i just tweet out the goal and then i go and do my my little bit but because i've already got the pictures downloaded at the, at the front of my phone as it were i'm ready to go straight away but uh, i don't have any sort of cataloging system maybe that would be quicker but um i've got everybody in the england squad's picture bar jude bellingham so if jude bellingham scores you won't see a picture of me and jude bellingham i'll probably put one off of me and gareth southgate saying gareth southgate seen a three and up thanks to jude bellingham's goal. <laughs> so you did, thinking how you did do one there. though where it came up as basically eiffel tower one uh, Sydney Opera House nil. It was brilliant. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, I, I thought I thought I'd be, I started off doing flags, and I thought that some people might not actually know which team the flag belonged to. So I thought an iconic picture would be something like, as you say, like the Eiffel Tower, the France take uh, yeah. France take on um, Australia, and um, uh, that night I think Australia went one nil up. So I put Eiffel Tower nil, Sydney Opera House one. <laughs> I, I have ready for the next one um, a cockerel and, and a kangaroo, but I mean, no, I, I just went with a flag after that. <laughs> <laughs> now I was reading the other day, uh, Barnet walking football team. Um, and you got you you've taken up walking football, Moose. Is this right? Yeah. So there's a really good friend of mine I've known for over thirty years called Brian Melzak, who lives near me in, Ed in Edgware, around the, right around the corner from my mum. And it mm. turns out he lives in the same road as a, a, another guy called Stephen Brown, who I apparently went to school with. I don't remember this guy from school, but apparently I went to school with him. And they've been saying to me, "Look, listen, on a Friday, do you want to do walking football?" And I've always said yes, but obviously, if I'm working, it's going to be difficult to get there. To, for two o'clock yeah. and most press conferences on a friday be it arsenal or chelsea or spurs are either 1 o'clock but a couple of weeks ago i had nothing on the friday and i said to him right this i'm going to come along and do this walking football and i turned up and the first thing I, I realized is that they don't actually walk it's sort of a very fast like you know like when you say race walker yeah, yeah. Three yeah. Hours and i'm sort of like ambling along walking along and they're passing the ball in front of me going why didn't you hear the ball well i can't run after it no but you can walk a bit quicker so at the end of the day honestly I, I was so stiff after i've never been so stiff for an hour i was walking my steps that day right through the roof i did like that four and a half miles and what position were you playing what position did they put you in at first, I decided that I would try and be uh, the striker because I thought that's quite easy. They'll pass it to me. I won't actually have to do that much walking. Um, I, you're allowed to sort of have a little bit of a skip before you actually kick the ball so you can get some power into it. Right. But then I, I kind of drifted out to my normal Trevor Brooking-like position, sort of right midfield. Um, and actually, I really enjoyed it. I mean, as I say, I felt stiff as a board afterwards. But they're, they're a great bunch. And listen, for, for people of, let me say, our ages, boys, it's, it's a great way of, I know you still play five-a-side properly, Paul, mm. but for someone like myself or Andy, it's a great way of still playing football and, yeah. and having a bit of fun afterwards. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to continue doing it while I can. And obviously, once the Premier League comes back, it might be a little bit more difficult. But, uh, no, walking football is really good. Yeah. What I want to know is, have you got a photo of you and Brian Melzick when it's his birthday? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to it's think not so. a difficult one to get, seriously. Uh, oh, yeah, I have actually got a picture of me and Brian. Brian. <laughs> I'm very pleased. <laughs> we first met, it was, um, hmm. I was 17, I just learned to drive. Yeah. And I parked my car literally 
very almost literally over his driveway right. and, and that day it snowed he had to get out out of his driveway to go into his office and he's thinking which idiot which absolute buffoon has parked this heap of junk almost over my driveway he's walking up and down the road on his side of the road knocking on every door this car yours this car yours because i came out about an hour and a half later to go and try and move my car in the snow and i looked at me and said seriously is that your lump of, lump of heap of rubbish over my driveway and i went yeah and after that we've been we've been good friends ever since so He's probably invited you to walk in football to give you a Martin Keown like reducer. It's probably going to go in two footed oh, next time you you're can't, there. You can't tackle him walking football. It's brilliant. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, got to, I've got to give it a try. And he's got to try. Andy, We've got to come down with it. Go down well, and have a, a game long with way Brian to go and drive to Barnes to play walking That'd be fantastic. football. Go on, Andy. Go on. I think we'll I can find one in Cheswick. We'll sure. get the cameras there. <laughs> Keep sending out the pictures and giving us the goal flashes. <laughs> Uh, Taj Mahal won, Lost City of Atlantis nil and all that. So uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Cheers, Moose. Cheers, but great to see you again. Really is, honestly, fantastic. Take care. There we are, uh, the Moose there in the, the, the world of walking football. He's definitely going to get Andy down there. I can't Brian wait. and the boys. Sounds brilliant. Andy can be the box-to-box <laughs> midfielder. That would be fantastic. <laughs> so um, just to wind things up, uh, Uruguay have uh, left in a very bad mood from this World Cup. You may have seen some quotes from uh, Diego Godin, uh, basically saying, uh, we've suffered enough blows from FIFA in World Cups. Luis Suarez says, it always seems that uh, Uruguay have to have more power. FIFA's always against us. And it was quite interesting. Dale, I'll make Dale Johnston, Mr. VAR, tweeted, uh, that goal, the one that should never have been the penalty when he fell on the ball. Yeah. Had that not been given and that game had finished 1-0, they would have qualified on goal difference. Oh, of course they would. Yeah, we, I realised that. Yeah, One no, no. goal. I and mean, also, they, they they were denied a penalty in the end of that game, which was a yeah. clear penalty. So, uh, I, my final note is that England, I love this in the Sunday, England fans can buy the hallowed turf on which Jeff Hurst scored his controversial second goal in 1966. And it's basically, uh, somebody took a bit of the grass from Wembley and put it in their garden, the, the ITV director at the time. But the house is on the market for $1.25 million. So, wow. it's not really England fans. I can't see that many being able to afford it, but never mind. I'm sure they'll go for it. Money to actually, it's probably costing that much to spend uh, a month in Qatar, <laughs> especially if you're having a pint every <laughs> evening. Uh, and just um, one final one. What did I have for you? Has my mind gone completely blank? I did have one final. Oh, yes. Talking about buying things. Uh, our old mate Rob Harris, these days of Sky Sports News. The instant tweeter. Uh, Rob said that, believe it or not, FIFA are selling a gold bar. You can buy an official FIFA gold bar, mini gold bar, limited edition. Really? Great self-awareness <laughs> from, from, uh, from an organization that's had that much sort of skullduggery around it. And, uh, you know, to, to have a kind of an official gold bullion bar it's is brilliant. Marvelous, isn't I it? mean, you could have less self-awareness if you got Simon Brodkin to promote it for you. <laughs> Bonkers. It's, it's good. Okay, games tomorrow. There yes. we go, then. Uh, we have got... Uh, let's have a look. What is it tomorrow? What day is it tomorrow? It's the... Monday, uh, yeah. Monday, I see it. Okay, so it's the 5th. It's Japan versus Croatia. That yes. is the three o'clock game. That should no, be a pretty. I've got a, I've got a sneaky for Japan in that one. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, you think it'll be Croatia with their experience, but Japan will have more energy. A bit of two-one Croatia, maybe an extra maybe. time. Croatia maybe. an extra time, and uh, Brazil South Korea, which should be an entertaining game. Brazil will win that, I think. Probably. Have you seen Neymar's playing? 
Jesus yeah. said today that he is he's not having everybody on his if he's if he comes through training or he comes through fitness test tomorrow morning he'll play so uh, that's good news so we'll be back tomorrow night to uh, pour over those games um, and uh, pick up all the other flotsam from another day at this World Cup we do hope you can uh, join us then don't forget the clips of the week podcast is available as well we did that on Friday and you can download that wherever. You got this podcast, but uh, for now, until tomorrow, thanks for listening. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily World Cup Podcast from TalkSport. TalkSport. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget? Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.